0: Welcome to Leading with Grit, a series about helping you inspire action and accountability with generosity, respect, integrity, and truth. Today's episode is made possible by Unlimited Coaching Solutions, coaching and training to help you get results through your people, making a positive impact on your organization's bottom line. And now, here are today's hosts, Todd Schnick and Lori Sudbrink good morning and welcome to our special edition series leading with grit i am your host todd schnick and for this new series i am joined by my friend and colleague Lori sudbrink good morning Lori. so great to be with you
1: good morning todd great to be here
0: uh, i'm so looking forward to uh, kicking off our new series today and fortunate to partner with you on this uh, to kick us off uh, take a few quick seconds Lori. Tell us a bit about you and, and your background, and then give us a quick overview of leading with grit and why this series will be so important.
1: All right. Well, um, am Lori Sudbrank, You know, I started Unlimited Coaching Solutions, which is a pretty much a leadership development company, but we also focus on helping people work together in other aspects like team building and, and um, communications. And you know, started that business back in '99 after about a 15-year career in the corporate world and you know, really looking at people's struggle through leadership and management issues. And it's been a passion of mine to help people work better together. So I started the business in 1999. And just this last year, ended up writing a book based on the experience that I've had over the years. The book is Leading with Grit.
0: All right. So, and the book is great, I have to tell you. I read it again as we uh, prepared for this session. Uh, so... What exactly is grit? Does it stand for something and and why is grit necessary for successful management and leadership?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because you know the word grit is so popular. I mean, we've heard the word around. it's almost a buzzword now, and the meaning of the word grit itself is important, meaning, of course, tenacious and being able to um, persevere through things that toughness. Grit in the book is an acronym, and it stands for generosity. Respect, integrity, and truth. And in essence, I put those four characteristics together, those four qualities as a kind of a roadmap to help people become more gritty, become to get grit, but not grit in just grit alone. Because sometimes when we end up with grit, we, for lack of a better way of saying it, we leave other people in the dust. Mm. You know, we might get really tough and we might persevere and be able to go, you know, make it through. But we don't always step back and really consider the whole picture and everyone else that's involved. And so with generosity, respect, integrity, and truth, it provides a roadmap for managers and leaders to be able to really get the results that they're looking for. And you mentioned management and leadership and taking a look at those two. And What's important today in the workplace is that we do identify the characteristics of both of those and people will automatically kind of have a preference toward one or the other. And it can be, you know, you can have people that lead and don't manage and then you can have people that manage and don't lead and neither one of those is correct. We need to find that balance because we need both of those. We need to be able to inspire people, pull people along, help them, motivate them, get them you know to see a bigger picture we also need to manage people by helping them stay on track making sure things are done the right way it's really looking at the ratio of it and that's where if you if you take a few minutes and just jot down some of the management and leadership activities throughout your day most people like I said earlier, there is going to be a difference, but most people will have a lot more management activities. In fact, it's usually about 90% management activities and 10% leadership when you probably should be doing at least 70% leadership and 30% management. Now that's just an average. It Mm. depends on the position, but overall, we really need to be focusing more on that leadership aspect. And that's where grit comes in because Grit is a mix of both, but you're going to see a little more on the leadership side because we're helping individuals who are in a management position, who are leading people, to be able to take a look inside. They can look inside and then they can do what it takes to make changes, make adjustments, to be the kind of leader that they have the potential to be. So that's what grit is. It does help us to focus inside so that we can then be a better leader with our
0: teams. What struck me most about the book, Laurie, was the idea of how much focus there was on the self and how critically important that is in terms of your ability to motivate and lead others. I mean, when I first heard of leading with grit, I was expecting this to be some tough as nails, hard, driven, uh, getting things done, driving leader. And then I, I, I understand that it's generosity, respect, integrity, and truth. I thought that doesn't sound hard as nails. And then I think about it. Now that I understand the model, now I understand how those gritty business people we've heard about are so successful.
1: Yeah, and that's really, that's kind of what's cool about it, the dichotomy of it, because you do think of John Wayne and true grit, and you think of, you know, even way back, George Washington talked about grit, and Steve Jobs talked about grit, and you you, you think of that toughness, but yet to really persevere in the way that we need to today, in today's world, is that We need to be tough, but we need to have those soft characteristics to get us there. So it's um, kind of a tough love, almost with grit, Um, you know. And what it does is it allows leaders to be more genuine and authentic, kind of a transparency, that realness. So it's not being too soft; Um, it's definitely being direct to the point, making sure that we're we're getting stuff done. But it's doing it in a way that inspires people to want to follow you instead of feeling like they have to follow you.
0: Yeah. Tough love, in my view, is a great way to, to explain it. So how did you actually develop this whole concept of grit? And walk us through, we're going to spend, uh, in subsequent episodes in this series, we're going to talk about generosity and respect and integrity and truth. And uh, I'm now realizing how critically important truth is in this the whole foundation of this thing. So how did you actually come up with this?
1: Well, you know, if um I look back over my career and I um been in in business for myself since 1999 working with a variety of organizations from the US Navy to privately owned organizations, even some nonprofits and schools. And prior to that, I worked in a corporate position in training and development and just looking at what it takes to help people make that shift from being an individual contributor and really focused on being a hard worker to leading other people and taking a look at what it takes to to make that transition A few of us sat in a conference room and said, "You know, how can we come up with a way to describe this so that people have, you know, a roadmap to follow?" And so we spent an afternoon drawing all over the, you know, the whiteboard, and and we had a definition of what it what it you know took to to move people, but we didn't have the words, and I and I did want an acronym, and I was looking for something that was going to be simple, and literally the words just kind of popped out, uh, generosity, respect, integrity, and truth, and grit came to fruition. And I love that word because it is that toughness that we talked about earlier. But there's also something very, you know, historic about having that grit. And so just pulling together those words in that way, it was um, really kind of cool how it developed because it's not generosity first, respect, integrity, and then truth. I actually start with truth. And starting with truth allows us to lay that foundation, that core, to be able to look inside and go, who am I? You know, What are my natural strengths? Where are my challenges? What are the limitations that I have? And be able to do that with an objective view because we all have them. Being able to really look at what's important to me, what are my priorities, what are my passions, what is it that's true for me and what is also true for other folks. And then going into integrity because integrity is about aligning to your truth. So am I walking the talk? If I'm saying that on a personal level, if I'm saying that exercise and diet are important to me, but yet I'm going home and laying on the couch and eating Snickers bars and not getting any exercise, I'm not really in integrity. I'm not walking that talk. So integrity is the action of your truth. And being able to communicate, being able to hold yourself accountable, all of those things kind of stem from truth and integrity. And then respect comes naturally after that. And you can tell these are a bit linear, yet they're very intertwined as well. So once we get to respect, first of all, if you know your truth and you're living to that truth with integrity, then that's showing self-respect. And we have to respect ourselves before we can really give and show respect to other people. And so respecting that, People are different, respecting that we don't know the whole truth. All of those kind of things come into play with respect. And then comes generosity. And in the grit graphic, you'll notice that generosity kind of sweeps over the top because generosity flows naturally when we have, when we know ourselves, when we align to that, when we respect ourselves and others, then we can give of ourselves in the right way, in the proportion that we need to we can receive from other people. We kind of keep the flow going. And it's something that flows naturally instead of forced. So that's really the the grit concepts and how they came about.
0: All right, Lori and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. In today's workplace, business leaders face significant pressure to recruit and retain the best employees to effectively build a team, to create a culture that is healthy, productive, and dynamic, and to empower their staff in managing stress and finding balance. And behind all those pressures is one goal, to strengthen and grow the business. And too many organizations struggle with this. Unlimited Coaching Solutions provides customized strategies and training to help reach your goals and take your teams to the next level. Call them today at 585 248 9322, or find them online at unlimitedcoaching.com. All right, Tochnick back with Lori Sudbrink and leading with grit. All right, so Lori, you were walking us through generosity, respect, integrity, and truth. Uh, This doesn't sound like, based on your quick description, as I said, at the top of the show, we're going to be going through each of these in detail in subsequent episodes, there doesn't appear to be a step you can miss here.
1: That's so true, Todd, and a great point to bring up because, like I mentioned, it's they're linear, but they're very intertwined. And if you just think about it, you know, first of all, knowing your truth, you got to be aware, highly aware of what your strengths and limitations are, your passions and all of that. And then when you get to integrity, you're living that truth. If you notice you're out of integrity, that's your opportunity to look back at your truth. And first of all, say, what's going on? Maybe your truth needs to shift. (laughs) Maybe you need to say, wow, I wasn't quite accurate with this really isn't that important to me. This isn't really a priority. Or you might need to say, this really is important and I need to change my actions and align to that. And so same thing, you get to respect. If you're not respecting yourself, if you're not saying no, if you're not putting limits to things, if you're not able to have some of the very candid dialogue that you need to have with other people, then that's an opportunity for you to go back and look at your integrity. You know, what's going on here? Why am I, you know, is it fear? Is it, what is it that's that's holding me back? So what's really cool about this roadmap is that it not only gives you the steps, but it also provides an opportunity for awareness for you to go back into each step to say, okay, I might need to adjust here. Well,
0: you also have designed an assessment that people can take, a grid assessment. And uh, you've indicated, uh, and you read and wrote in your book, you can get a zero score on that that's a good thing because there's a lot of positive changes you can make tell us more about the assessment
1: yeah so i'll say it's not quite a zero but it's it's you know you can get a pretty low score there because it then the assessment first of all it's important to know it's not it's more about self awareness right. it's for you to be able to just take a look be brutally honest with yourself and lighten up about it a little bit when you're taking it and just just Take the assessment and see where you score so that you know where to hone in and focus your attention. It's a great guide to the book leading with grit as well because it'll, it specifically tells you different chapters and different areas to hone in on in and look at. But like we said earlier, you don't really want to skip a step because if you. Start with truth, go to integrity, then respect, then generosity. You'll kind of see the flow. In fact, I recommend most people read it that way, section one, part one of the book, and then go back, kind of take the assessment, and then look at the areas where you may need to hone in a little better on. But the, the assessment is now available online. You can get it leadingwithgrit.com slash assessment.
0: And We'll certainly link up to it in our show notes. So another thing that I think is so critical and what really surprised me about leading with grit was this idea that I thought, this is going to teach me how to better manage my team. When in fact, that's obviously something critically important here that you do address that. But the focus on the self here is so critical. You have to know your own truth and then you have to live up to that, which is then when you're acting with integrity. But when you respect, it's not respecting your team. Yes, there is part of that. You have to respect yourself. And when you're being generous, uh, yeah, it's good to be generous to people, but it's really important to be generous to yourself too. So we're going to get into all that. And that was really profound for me to understand how these principles apply to my own personal development. But when it comes to leaders, I mean, obviously this is about, this is profound for, for those leading organizations, those leading teams. Walk me through, I mean, there's different kinds of leaders, right? I mean, there's formal leaders, there's informal leaders,
1: and that that is, um, it's great you bring that up, Todd, because that's probably one of the most important aspects of the book that it's not just a book for C-suite leaders. It's really a book for anyone who is leading in any capacity. And quite frankly, I think one of the most important leadership jobs that any of us has, if we're parents, are leading our children. Mm-hmm. You can use it for that as well, which is really kind of cool. They're transferable skills in the book. But just looking at the workplace, though, and looking at formal versus informal leaders, you know, the formal ones are the positions in organizations. They've been given the title, the authority, and formal leaders, you know, have that role to play. And then there's informal leaders. And those are the people who are influencing without the position. And quite frankly, we're all going to make a difference. It's just what kind of difference do we want to make? And especially in an informal leadership role, leading with grit empowers people to see that they can make a positive difference even without the title, even without being in a formal leadership position. They can learn to manage up. They can learn to communicate positively. They can shift their intent to focus in the right areas. And it's all about awareness and realizing that we all have the potential to make a difference positively in other people's lives and making those choices and not seeing some of the things as insurmountable roadblocks, but being, being, looking at them as challenges and going, okay, you know, how can we do this? How can I convince my boss to make this decision? How can I, you know, help everyone else on the team that are peers with me? Understand why this change is so important and accept the change. And that's the power and the importance of informal leadership. And that's, we need that more and more today. If you think about the way workplaces are, I mean, first of all, we've got a, what, four different generations working together. Mm -hmm. And so looking at that alone and realizing that we need informal leaders to be able to just connect and relate and communicate with each other and get people to kind of shift and make, make a change. We also though are seeing a big difference in the structure of organizations as far as you're not seeing as many layers you know it's flattening out a little bit more people are expected to work on teams together we also have different you know, people all over the world on teams you know in having to work virtually that way and so informal leadership is about being able to to self lead to be able to look at yourself and know where you need to make changes and adjustments but also how you're impacting and affecting others. And there's a term that's really uh, popular right now in the workplace, especially in the training and development and human resource field. And it's called emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And emotional intelligence is you know, really being aware, like I just mentioned, of yourself um, at an emotional level, and then being able to manage that in a way that you can interact successfully with other people. Leading with grit, generosity, respect, integrity, and truth helps people develop that emotional intelligence.
0: Yeah. Gosh, uh, so critically important. I chuckled when I read this section in the book, Lori, because I was thinking about in my career, all the informal leaders, those that weren't directly connected to me on the org chart, but they were more of a mentor to me. And I took them seriously and I listened to them. But then when my manager who was my official boss, gave me the same instruction, I blew it off as, oh, he's just being just being my boss. And then I realized, and I hope this will make you proud, I realized that because of my attitude towards my boss, that he was not leading with grit. Which is why I had that attitude towards him. My my right on of that. You're
1: spot on. <laughs> you know, you're spot on, Todd. And that that's just it. You know, we sometimes what happens with people that are put in a formal leadership role is they think they have the authority and they can just tell people mm-hmm. what to do. This is a, a quick way to remember the difference between management and leadership, and not that management's bad or and leadership's good, but managers tell leaders ask. And so sometimes it is appropriate to tell, of course, but those times are fewer. We need to ask. We need to get people involved. We need to respect and show them that we give them an opportunity to kind of think on their their own and, and be empowered. And so we've got to be able to look at situations as a formal leader more as an informal leader, I guess, is a good way to say it. Not just look at your position and think you have the the authority to do that. The other thing that's important to know, and we've all probably experienced this either personally or with someone else on the team, is people are put into those formal leadership positions with little, if any, training. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're really good at their trade. They're really good at being an individual contributor, coming to work, getting things done. They make stuff happen and then they're put in this position of leading other people and the skill set is completely different mm-hmm. than what it took for them to be successful. So yeah, and those two things being in a formal leadership role can kind of almost be you know riding against someone and it's it's so important to be able to take a step back and at a very personal level look inside so that we can Hone in on the areas that we need to shift and help people, you know, from a very genuine and authentic place, not just from a role kind of place.
0: Well, we're about out of time on our first episode here, our introductory episode, but you close each chapter in the book with a concept called shift. What is that and why? Yeah,
1: Shift is to to help us hone in and take action in a place that's going to make the most sense. Because a lot of times we, we hear a lot of cool things, a lot of good things, whether it's reading a book or going to a class. And kind of take a moment to, I say, scan the chapter. So you could scan over your notes today, scan over what you heard, hone in on something that you think would make... The biggest difference for you. It might be a small tweak. In fact, a lot of times it's not spending a, an extra time doing extra things. It's more about looking at one thing that I can do a little differently, maybe from a leadership perspective instead of a management perspective. Maybe ask more than tell as an example. And then imagine the impact. Be able to visualize that impact that it's going to have on people because that'll help you with the why. And it's so important to, to make sure we have our why. Figure out your plan is the next one. So the F in shift is figure out your plan. So put it to task, You know, mark it on your calendar, make sure that you have a way of doing this. And the last one is take action. So we've actually got to put the wheels in motion. And so shift helps us to put, to, I guess, to, to put this to life.
0: Well, shoot, I'm going to steal that and use that model for everything else in my life. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Lori, before I let you go, should anyone have any questions on Leading with Grit, how can they contact you and learn more?
1: Yeah, well, visit our website. That's the best place you can learn everything on leadingwithgrit.com. You can sign up for our free weeklies and our reminder series, and you can contact me that way as well. So it's leadingwithgrit.com.
0: All right. So, On behalf of my co-host, Lori Sudbrink, I am Todd Schnick. Join us next week on Leading with Grit when we discuss the five steps of change. Until then, Todd and Lori signing off. We'll see you next week.